Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Private Parts. Um, welcome back. Welcome back. Bonjour. Your voice is... Welcome back. You've got a great radio voice. Thanks. You do. And also... <laughs> I like Clint Eastwood. Thanks, guys. Do, do, John, do you ever get nervous about stuff? Could, oh, yeah, for sure. Who's nervous about this. What? Mm. No, get out of here. With us, guys. Jay, it's a weird, it's a weird thing for me because I don't often actually... But you're the I most talk charismatic, talkative person that I... Jamie, uh, no, you. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to. Stop you trying to bed me. I'm really. I'm not. I'm just. I remember coming it's on Tuesday your podcast. Morning, my God. I remember coming on your <laughs> podcast, and you were just. Um, I, I remember being. I got like we can sit here and just hand job each other if we want to. But I don't oh, really, let's, you know, let's like, yeah. do it. But like, as in, I remember coming on your podcast. This is the two ninety nine premium this hand is it, job yeah. episode. This is late night. <laughs> but I remember Fantastic. doing it, and I remember thinking um, you were just so good because you could you could interact while following a script. And and I think I'm I'm much better at that now because I have a, this other thing that I do. But um, you were so good at it. You, oh man, you, you were very Thank good at interacting. You. And also, what I find uh, amazing is that you okay coming from someone who I it feels like like we said before, where you 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 want to you want that validation from people. Sure. The yeah. line of work that you you're maybe best known for. Yeah. Um, is very much sort of uh, funny sort of satire comedy silly comedy pranks on stuff oh, and, and and typically political which yes. can lend itself to having good comments and bad comments because you're oh, yeah. yeah yeah and oh, yes. and and you don't have that you don't have that sort of insecurity it seems like well or that embarrassment where you go and do these pranks i want to hear about them where you go out and do all these sorts of things it, it seems like you don't mind well no th that's different though because that's really about righteous indignation we, we explain that well so i believe that satire's function in society is to create conversation mm. around things so you may like it you may not like it but you'll talk about it yeah so probably our most talked about thing we ever did was a sketch called the real housewives of isis <laughs> yes <laughs> you know we did the real house there was the real housewives of beverly <laughs> yeah, Hills. yeah yeah most people who talked about that sketch never watched it they just were like the real housewives of what <laughs> That's outrage. A, what happened in the sketch? It was about. Um, can I show you? Can we? Can we? Is yeah, that, is yeah. That allowed? Yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll tell you about. I mean, basically, you know, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Mm. Yeah, we just did that in Raqqa. That's <laughs> you know? amazing. But it was. It was literally like you know, we had someone coming in in a vest and being like, um, we were like, ladies, what do you think of this? And obviously, it's a exploding vest. Mm. <laughs> And she's like, oh, you look gorgeous. And then it cut to a girl mastering it. She looked massive. And then cut and another girl comes in like, ladies, hey, what do you think? He's like, bitch, she knew I had that vest. Oh and she, you know what I mean? It was, but it was, it was what we also did was it was like all the lines were verbatim uh, testimony mm. from people who had been in Raqqa under the experience of, you know. And what, what, is, what is the, for the naive mind, 
who just sees that. What is the purpose of creating a sketch like that? Well, the thing is, I think with satire, you're, you're always trying to do two things at once. You're trying to have a spoonful of facts, uh, sorry, a spoonful of comedy to make the fact medicine go down. Ah, uh, so you you're, feeding, you're feeding the consumer mm. in a way that they yeah. can get it. But that went fucking apeshit. I mean, that had something like 79 million Facebook shares. It was what? the eighth most shared piece of BBC content of all time. Yeah. That's insane. They kicked off, there were 40,000 people who, who started a petition to stop the show, the real housewives vices coming out of the BBC, even though it's just a three minute sketch that at the end went next week on the real housewives vices. <laughs> Are you serious? This is nuts. But but do you and you've done it all when we moved to BBC Two, it was a bit mad. It was all a bit of a strange That's period it. of time. But hang on, so but you, the other things that you've done, like I said recently, is you you did the one where you went as a removal people right. to to Downing Street. Well, that happened very fast. So thirty eight degrees, who we've got a lot of time for, got in contact with me and were like, look. Something like 70,000 people have, you know, asked Boris Johnson to leave um, on the site. Um, so we got a massive van. <laughs> it was a removals van and put, you know, Boris, leave means leave on mm. the side of it. Because that's what he said, right? Leaves means leave. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then we went as the People's <laughs> Removal Service had loads of boxes because his wife had called us down because he was getting a bit needy, a bit clingy. Mm. Didn't know when enough's enough when it's time to go. We brought lots of boxes, but unsurprisingly, the police weren't that happy. But it was classic because we pulled the van round and there was this very well-meaning guy. But he was looking at me. Because the only thing you really need for our stunts is a radio mic. Mm. Right? You just have to have yeah, one. Yeah, I have one of those. And we got close and the guy just looked at me and was like, working. I'm working. Oh, so I just handed my iPhone. I was like, just follow me. And so oh it was all just showing my iPhone. But it was basically like trying to get these boxes in, you know, lots of lines like, mm. you know, um, after us, uh, the fumigators are coming around to sort of, you know, spread the place, hopefully respond some sort of smell of decency and basic <laughs> honesty to the office. Uh, and then, you know, the thing is, it's, it looks very scary to people, but if you use police as props, there's good jeopardy there. Mm. You don't get nervous about those things. Well, I think I have to, what I mean about righteous indignation is, you know, I get nervous. Of course I do. You know, like when we gave, you know, David Cameron a, a Bullingdon album or yeah. Boris Johnson a a book saying, you know, pretend biography, Boris Johnson, pathological liar, everybody loves a fool. Yeah. You know, of course you get nervous about that stuff, but if you feel you are advocating for vulnerable or groups who are not, um, uh, don't have the agency to uh, take these people down a peg or two, yeah, then I think I feel... It's necessary. You feel almost Urgent. empowered, right? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. you sort of separate yeah. yourself. It's a almost. duty, almost. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think so. We got, we had an unbelievable privilege. You know, I mean, doing a show, Revolutionary Televised was on for three series on BBC Three. Then we did Revolting on BBC Two, the Ministry of Justice on Channel Four. You know, we had the opportunity to do hundreds of sketches. Whether it was, you know, turning MI6 into the biggest torch club in town, <laughs> best torch club in Vauxhall, because they were involved in illegal. Yeah abduction and transfer of people to torture torture chambers through extraordinary rendition or renaming Google's head offices old Google's to celebrate the Irish tax avoidance scheme they were utilizing which cost us you know millions and millions mm. of pounds wow. that was a huge privilege but of course yes you shit yourself but there's also you know um as you know you um the more one does something and get sort of praise. Yeah, you. Uh, the yeah. more we believe it is, but it was a straight. It was a strange time. Mm. To, it's. I just. We yeah. did do a lot of it. No, but it's. <laughs> but it's maybe you do. So 
so you're from the sort of visuals and for the understanding what you're always doing is that <laughs> you're sort of you're rooting for the underdog yeah i mean i think that when you're when you do when you work with a national broadcaster uh, and you make such a, you have to get stuff signed off right like yeah. it wasn't like when we went after boris johnson we had to demonstrate that he was a pathological liar legally yeah mm. so you have to pass in order to get the the bbc sign off in order to come to the show um and he was even then mm. and then you know you kind of have we would have made really great assassins because really what we're doing is find out where people are going to be get you know yeah the get, you catch them because there's no take twos here no. you, know, you go if you do the thing and you're and you're out again. It, 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 I find it amazing because I feel like a lot of people are quite cagey with their sort of political views and where they stand. Well, yes. And, and, but why do you think that is? But I don't know. It's this because is... they want to get sponsored by brands, Jamie. Is that if, what it is? <laughs> yes, of course it is. The reality is we're living in a very strange time at the minute. Influencers, people with huge social following have become the major commodity, right? Yeah. You go to people for channels, Yeah. right? But mm. now the budgets really are with brands. And people don't speak out as a result of fear of being pushed away by brands, mm. which is kind wow. of a joke because, you know, it's taken people like Bella Hadid to openly talk about, you know, the aggression of, say, um, the Israeli Defence Force and the Israeli state about Palestine in order for it to sort of almost be okay for influence to talk about a huge political, cultural Crisis. So you mm. think it boils down to the fact that they're just not going to get they're not going to get the money? In I don't. Order. I don't think. I, I know. I think they're also scared really? of, yeah. of stirring the masses because oh, we don't want to get cancelled. So but people are just the they thing, keep man, quiet it's about. So stuff. messed up. It's so messed up. We're living in this strange time. You know, like I think like even like the word woke or wokery or you know cancel culture. Like a lot of this stuff um, is built. Like for instance, that word woke. It's sort of to devolve the idea of basic empathy for other people of of value. Because mm. it then becomes a political tool. And now literally you have people like Liz Truss going, I'm not woke. Yeah. How dare you have this? Like, what does that mean? Mm. Empathy for vulnerable groups, trying to help disenfranchised groups. It's fucking do, mad. Do you me. think we're living in a tricky, in a really, in terms of sort of, I oh, mean. Oh, my, my friends. So, so, but give me this, because look, yeah. you know. I, do you want I, me to be real and I want really you to be try and catch you up? Yeah, yeah I, I, want you to, I okay. want you to really um, educate me, maybe some listeners about well, well, how we're start, living at the we'll moment. We'll start in a, in a slightly obtuse way. Yeah. So there's a brilliant filmmaker who I love called Adam Curtis. Yeah. Have you seen any of Adam Curtis's documentaries? I've heard of Adam Curtis. So he's an amazing kind of, um, um, I guess he's, he's kind of a bit of a, uh, he makes a very specific type of documentary, which is archive driven and is totally polemic. So he doesn't go, maybe it's like this or maybe it's like that. He's like, this is what I think it is. So he's right. hard-nosed towards the actual he's, what he believes. He's hard-nosed. Yeah. And he also, he wants to give you a point of view. And so he's made a film. One of the films he made was called Hypernormalization. And the idea was, that term, hypernormalization, was the idea that in the Soviet Union, in Russia, towards the end, mm. um, you were being told one thing on TV, which the evidence of your own eyes and ears in the real world, you could see it was total nonsense. Mm. And there was a huge disparity between what you were being told and what you could see is. And I would argue that that's exactly what we're entering now. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think 100%. we are entering a time where Rishi Sunak and Liz Trust, whilst vying for the golf club votes of 180,000 Tory party members, have said stuff 
in their campaign trails that is so detached from reality mm. that is just about trying to um, garner the vote of this one person they like by saying stuff they think's a vote winner, that they've completely lost connection to rational discourse. And this is what we really experienced after Donald Trump mm. got elected in America mm. and after Boris Johnson um, and the referendum in the UK. Because as Emily Maitlis put it the other week when she did, there's a thing every year at the Edinburgh TV Festival called the McTaggart Lecture. And she just gave the McTaggart Lecture. And um, she said some pretty, pretty scary stuff. Like what? Well, one of the things was that on the board of the BBC, there's a guy called Rob Gibbs, who um, uh, she describes as an active um, uh, Tory party agent trying to, he, right. he was advising GP News, trying to sway um, Manipulating. BBC News coverage. Yeah. yeah. For the, for the, you know, in, in favor of the Conservative Party. Right. But really what it's also about is that you see, I, I think with Brexit, there is, you know, British people often have voted against their own self-interest. But the thing is, you see, that ultimately where we are now, Britain, Great Britain, is that we have become a third country. And what that means is, like Romania, that we are outside of, we were one of 28 countries in a block. Mm. So you're quite good at negotiating, 28 of you. You'd usually beat up one guy mm. if you're 28 of you. Mm. But when you're one guy, you're probably not going to get the best terms, the best deals anymore. Mm. It's harder to, to do. But obviously, the nonsense that was the referendum campaign was like, everything's going to be better after Brexit, guys. Oh God. And it's shit. It's awful. I mean, to the point where very strange things are happening. So we see a 17-mile queue going into Dover. Mm. It's obvious to anyone that that is because of Brexit. And our political leaders can't say that for, for fear of a sort of mob of for fear of not being called patriotic. Yeah. And then That's the what it is, news organizations decide it's probably better not to say the blindingly fucking obvious because it's not politically expedient. Because if we say it, we might get called unpatriotic and therefore we might lose our license. It's all about being seen as unpatriotic for but some, this is, but this some is bizarre the reason. Death Mm. of rationality. But like, why? I don't because, get that. Because, I mean, they, they end up lying, right? The they thing don't. is that you've got to look at this in, 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 its, in its whole. We are living in an age of social media. Social media, populism itself, does very, very well on social media because it's simplistic, it's short, mm. and it's emotive. And that is stuff that outrage, that's what sells on social yeah. media. Donald Trump very famously said, you know, I could just shoot one of my... Um, I could shoot anyone on Fifth Avenue. My supporters would still support me. Because if I go on to mainstream press and I'm like, ah, oh, fake news, fake news. They'll be like, yeah, he's right. Because essentially it became like a cult, didn't it? It's not about like, what I really want is to make politics boring again, <laughs> right? I want to make it boring again. And I want to be talking about policies. Mm. But it's entirely devolved into this weird personality contest where you also have actors, because the entire British political system is uh, in, in what's called an unwritten constitution. So 
What that means is that in America, you have a written constitution. I'm sure we've all heard of the Bill of Rights and, um, you know, the Third Amendment and, you know, uh, what's their classic one, you know? You know, the, the, the uh, uh, you know, everyone's right to the pursuit of happiness mm. and stuff like that. But over here, we don't. And a lot of it is based on the fact that people will be good chaps. They'll be good chaps and they'll just get on with being a good chap. What they weren't expecting was a government post uh, the referendum that tried and sought to illegally prorogue parliament, which basically means shut down parliament for five weeks. Let us get on with it with very little oversight. It's basically what it means. Um, or to, you know, stop the judiciary from doing, you know, things, independence of the judiciary, independence of the executive, and the parliament, parliament is sovereign, even lied to the queen demonstrated that's not it's not my opinion that is a fact um we we couldn't possibly have predicted that and people are pushing the system to see if it will give and i mean i think we really are entering a terrifying 18 months sorry but really well the cost of living crisis is it's, it's, it's scary anyone who's earning under 45 grand which is the vast majority of people in the uk will uh, feel a severe um Severe economic shock. In I, I am, I'm really scared. I, I don't think, you know, when you get people like Martin Lewis begging on Good Morning Britain mm. for the government, begging for the government to intervene. You know, we were told that Boris Johnson wanted to stay in post in order to make sure that during this period of time, someone was really watching how the country was going. He's been on fucking holiday the whole time. Yeah, it's unbelievable. What, you know? what, do, what do you do, think? What do you think is actually causing the crisis? Is it ineptitude? Is it intentional? It's or a perfect is it storm of many things. Democracy has been fully compromised no, 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 it's by corporatism. That. When we had, like, um, when we had, uh, when the war started in Ukraine, very few people really understand just how major. Like it's the breadbasket of Europe. Forty-five mm. percent of the world's wheat is made in the ninety-five percent of uh, sunflower oil. Or something yeah, comes from ninety-five percent of sunflower oil, and that's also affecting things like fertilizer. Mm. There is a gigantic shortage globally of fertilizer. Might not sound so bad now. In twelve months' time, if the whole of the Horn of Africa cannot have a crop, you have mass famine mm. on a scale we've never seen before. Add to that the fact that because Russia as a sort of political tool, but it kind of had us addicted to its gas, right? It's natural gas. We took in huge amounts of it. Our oil took in massive amounts of it. And the thing is that in the 1980s onwards, we, the, the Thatcher government forward, we privatized all our utilities. British gas, yeah. we used to own it. British airways, we used to own it. Thames water, didn't be called, used to call Thames water because it, it was our water, yeah. right? All the things... If you've ever played Monopoly, anyone knows. You get the utilities quick, get them early because mm. they, they rack them up. We don't own any of it. In France, where they own a lot of EDF energy, which is often, I think, where we now get something like, I think we literally get 60 or 70% of our actual energy from National Grid from EDF energy. Um, they they part nationalised, they, they're partly nationalised, but they've put a cap at 2% rises on their energy bills. Yeah. These, these sort of huge changes in the cost of living in such a short period of time are going to have a drastic effect on a lot of people whose wages have been suppressed for a huge amount of time. And while those wages have been suppressed, so for instance, 
right now. There's a lot of talk about the rail workers, a lot of striking rail workers. Mm. Their wages have been suppressed for over a decade. Meanwhile, shareholders and executives have taken out record profits. Yeah. And they have not reinvested in the service. Wow. So it's like, it's not is, like is this, it's gotten any better. Is it just better. pure greed? It's, to, it's, it's totally, always greed it is, though. It's always greed, It isn't really it? is greed. And I think it really goes down to a sort of motto in, during Reagan and Thatcher. And, and, and so the greed was good. It's good. Yeah, it's it's a it good born. thing. The, the thing is the social contract, you know, between all of us is that we live in a country. I don't see myself as traditional sort of right and left. Everyone seems to think I'm sort of some la radical left-winger. But all I really want is a healthcare system that is free from cradle to grave. I want a good, well-funded police force. I want a really well-funded fire service. Do you know how badly funded our fire service mm. is? It's ridiculous. Like the amount of units that were taken out of action, when I say a unit, a, a, a fire truck, wages suppressed, huge amounts of cuts. We saw what it was like when it hit 40 degrees. I know, yeah. Scary stuff. There are a lot of reports saying that that day was the busiest day for the fire service since the Second World War. Fucking hell. What? So busy, so many things to deal with, mm. right? And I, and I want welfare. I want people to be, I actually believe in universal basic income. Like I think the government should be paying people a set rate to have a basic amount of money in their accounts because in the next 20 years, the world is going to become far more automated. Mm. That automation, whether it's taxi drivers, tube drivers, whatever, it means a lot of people. And we're talking yeah. hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. What do you do with it? Yeah, I know. The, the, the scariest thing for me about the future is where human need is going to become irrelevant. I just hope we, we get there because we, we are really like, I, I, people need to kind of wake up to this. Mm. Like we, it's also, it's, it's, it's all in rehab with reality TV as well. The British love, particularly our generation, distracting ourselves. Mm. A lot of people see like white privilege as the idea that you don't really need to be involved in social issues because they don't affect you, right? We all need to wake the fuck up to what's going on right now. Because unless we get involved, and a lot of the time that literally just means like, wait for the next election to come and actually vote. Yeah. Mm. Right, because so many people. What percentage of people vote in the country? I you? mean, there is a shocking, it's, it's our demographic and younger that are the, the people who don't vote. The reason that the, the Tories even say this stuff they do is because the people, the most, most people that vote are plus 65. Wow. And there's more plus 65 year olds than there's ever been. In the history of any the, time. Because everyone's staying alive. And, they, and, and guess what? They've got very, very different ideas to people like us. And then you've got dickheads like Russell Brown who go along and say things like, oh, don't vote. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, he's gone off the absolute deep end. <laughs> I mean, all for the likes and the views. It's, I'm 100% sure. No, I, I, dude, I, I think you speak a huge amount of sense. My, my thing sorry is, that was a bit of a fucking no, monologue it's there, not. wasn't it jesus no, christ but it's good it's so good and it's interesting and it, it's well my i think a lot of the i think a lot of people maybe i'm in this bracket i don't know i hope i'm not but i think a lot of people become 
selfish because if you delve into that sort of political regime at the moment and understand what's going on in the world, it can become quite depressing. And so what you want to do is almost distract yourself because but you're Jay, like, this is, I, I, this is I get, the thing is, is I, of course it's depressing. Yeah. Do you remember, do you remember Archie manners? Yeah. So we had, up, we did a show at wilderness. I do this show every year there. And, um, Archie was like, someone's talking about the empire. And Archie was like, I went to an extremely, extremely posh public school. Uh, we've had lots of um, lots of prime ministers, and I can tell you now that at no point in my entire education did anyone say, "You know that British Empire stuff." That was quite questionable, wasn't mm. it? <laughs> the reason my grandfather's grandfather's grandfather got that pad in the country was actually because uh, I was involved in a massacre, or I was a great general, or I helped take all the sugar out of a country, mm. or I, you know, we are so unaware of our own um past what what, yeah. what were the reason and the reason now you've got these mad culture warrior daily mail crazies going if you look at your own past empirically and empirically just means the observable facts mm. rather than with an emotional agenda things are clear there therefore you hate this country or you're unpatriotic what's a load of tired nonsense mm. You can love, I, the reason I'm interested in this stuff is because I love my country and I love the people in it and they need often help, you know? And I don't think, look, man, I know real activists, satire and comedy, it's not the same thing, but something that's been good about the, the, the podcast and, the, and, and doing, you know, the new conspiracies being that, you know, you get to talk about things. A lot of people, they feel scared to talk about it. They're yeah. like, oh, I don't know enough. No one knows enough. Mm. But, you know, if you... You know, often it's often it's the guy getting punched down to. I mean, like Jesus Christ, we're living in a time where we're literally being told by a woman who is herself a the daughter of a first generation immigrant that we should put people who are the most vulnerable who've got over here on planes to Rwanda to deal with them mm. rather than just help integrate them. Because the narrative is, oh my God, it's not enough room over here when actually refugees take up less than zero point five percent of the population are a net benefit to the economy. Steve Jobs was an immigrant mm. in America. Look what he did. Mm. But the narrative is, oh, we can't afford it because we've just been defunding our public services for so long. And then these offshore fucking magnates like Rodemir, who owns the Daily Mail. Hi. <laughs> Sidebar of shame. How's it going? It'd be good to see if this actually gets some, yeah. some radical write-up. You know, or, 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 you know, the Murdoch Empire, you know, they've got their own agenda and they've been going literally. And there's this great meme. I'm not sure if you've seen it. Murdoch's looking across the table at this guy in a high-vis jacket. And there's an immigrant sitting in between them and he goes, he was like, he's after your cookies, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the narrative. Yeah. It's always fear-based policy making, isn't it? Like fear is the most powerful thing to get hold it's of. It's like, we talk, whether we're talking about therapy or this, the people, clever people understand that, you know, as Freud said, Man has very base subconscious drives. So if you point to someone, you go, it's their fault. A lot of people, they get down with that. Mm. As someone with a Jewish surname, that scares the absolute shit out of me. It really does. If you could compare our sort of climate at the moment to another time in history, where would you say we're at? If you I think a lot of people feel that it's un, um, inarguable in many ways that there are huge parallels to the 1930s that's happened now. In the 1930s, in Germany particularly, you had hyperinflation, 
But also what people don't really realize about someone like Hitler was Hitler was really the first person to go viral on radio. Wow. Like he got radio, right? Like he got how to put his speeches out there. Mm. In fact, like get people fumed, get people absolutely, you know, gassed up. Look at Trump. Trump is literally thinking about running yeah, again. He's going again, isn't right? he? Yeah. Yeah, of course he is. And he'll probably win. Yeah. You know, but look at even Farage. You know, these people over here, these windbags, these guys who are prepared to get on dinghies, go out, not trying to help people, but for content, pointing at them, going, mm. look, they're, they're coming in, coming over here. They're going to they're gonna ruin the country. They're going to ruin you. You know, they, 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 they understand fear-based politics. Mm. It's people who go after trans people and go, your children are being degendered in primary school. People who get upset about like drag queens reading people books. Like, I mean, these people know what they're doing. Mm. Like, I, I believe anyway. That's no, I, I do. I think it's, and your podcast is where yeah. you have all of these discussions. Well, and it's all, called, yeah. So let me, so it's called The New Conspiracist. Yeah. And because, you know, I'm a silly person as well. I decided, who, who can I do this with? who's quite unimpeachable. <laughs> so I got the global editor of the Bureau in, of Investigative Journalism, yeah. uh, a, a journalist called James Paul. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's my kind of sidekick geek co-host. Fucking knows a lot more shit than I do. Let's be honest. And, um, and we have, you know, we, we will deal with everything from, uh, were well, the moon landings faked? To- What? Um, why, why do women's clothes not have pockets? Quick, quick, quick thing! Uh, quick thing! I want to hear moon landing fake or no? So I, I don't think moon landing is fake. We had Alex Gibney on. Do you know him? He's got this great Netflix documentary on yes, at the minute I, called How to Change Your Mind. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolute yeah. genius, but documentary maker. He doesn't, but you'd be surprised how many of our guests do. Do, mm. but we've just had we had Marina Hyde on just recently. Uh, self esteem. Um, self esteem is uh, great. Good, I like self esteem. Self -esteem. Oh, I love her. Yeah, she's going to probably come on this podcast. She's, she's talking to the the very interesting schism that we find ourselves in between. None, none of us have kids, right? No. Right, so we're living slightly outside that heteronormative reality of get to 30, yeah. mortgage, kids. Marriage. There isn't really a narrative around it. And I feel like she she's sort of talking to that. She's creating the narrative. She's a, mm. I think she's- Yeah, she's incredible. wicked. I did a show with her the other day. I've done another show with her. She's just awesome. I love it the best. Uh, where can we get the podcast as well? So, I mean, The New Conspiracist is, you know, out wherever it could, but you can also get, if you go to newconspiracist.com, yeah. you can sign up and we do sort of an extra episode every week where we respond to kind of the mailbag. Uh, and we also talk to, you know, we talk about slightly different stuff. Get that subscription one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it's also, one. it's also, I think what's, I felt like, like, have you ever seen the conspiracy chart? You ever seen this? Oh yeah. It's yeah, so yeah, yeah. good. It's like a triangle. This girl on TikTok made it. And it's like, because basically I think we can all agree that conspiracy theories are at their zenith now, right? I mean, they're everywhere. Mm. And what, and part of the reason is because people like Donald Trump say things like fake news and Boris Johnson even recently, a couple of weeks ago in a tweet said like deep state. Fucking deep state from Boris Johnson, a man who quite literally skipped his own fucking minders, <laughs> went off with the son of a KGB operative to, as foreign secretary to a villa where he was seen coming back on like a fucking easy jet flight. This guy, <laughs> Boris DeFeffel fucking shitface. <laughs> the cheek of the man is 
Genuinely quite extraordinary. <laughs> what a fuckhead. Just don't get it. Just don't get it. What a fuckhead. <laughs> he is a supreme bellend. I've got to say, and I mean, I honestly think it was our national symbol of bellendness. It, he, he has summed up exactly where we are in the minds of everyone else. Dude, um, I, um, I, the, the passion that you have is, is, is pretty insanely, it's, it's just, it's, it's, um, it's pretty good. Do you know what it is, dude? I had a really good history teacher yeah. and he brought me to, when I was very, very young, I remember seeing like Caroline Lucas and, you know, some of these people on stage talking about empathy. So Tony Benn as well, amazing orator. And it made me realize that the, the main, the, the, the biggest gift you can give, I think, is attention, um, especially when you're in a position of privilege, to use your platform to, 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 to just harness further empathy. And the other thing is that, just like with satire, the new conspiracy was set up because, you know, things like QAnon, the, the conspiracies around like, the, the anti-vaxxers. Mm. This was serious stuff. This was literally killing people. Yeah. And so for me, it was like, if we can equip people through the podcast to go down and feel a bit braver to take on that mate in the pub yeah, and sort of go like, I think you're kind of chatting shit, mate, and this is why, then, then great. Then you've done it. Then do you know what I mean? I love Good it. stuff. I love it. Dude, listen, um, whenever we see each other, we um, have oh, a great a time. Yeah, there's a lot of love, man. And I love that. It really is. There's a lot of love. I think I, it's great. Dude, I think the thing is that you, I think you're in a, reaching an interesting stage yourself, Jay, and you're doing it, you know, you're talking about your relationship more, but I think there's a huge opportunity now because do you know what, what genuinely does scare me a bit is if we don't as like a collective and not, left and right, just people of Britain, mm. dis start disowning some of these absolute hyper super bellends who have been like the Frogers, the Johnsons, you know, and just kind of go, guys, we really got to do this very differently now. Got to kind of look after each other because we are independent Britain now. Mm. This is who we are. Like I find it, I find it kind of amazing. And I think it is sort of time that, we all collectively were like, we really need to, it sounds, I mean, I'm going to get, I reckon I'll get smashed for this, but just look after each other a bit better. Yeah. Mm. I think mate, I think it's a great you message. Know? I think it's a great message. Have empathy and look out for each other. Mm. Look out for your neighbor, right? I totally agree with you. Dude, I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, I, mate, I, I'm going to go, I, 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 I say this sometimes to people who come like, yeah, I'm going to listen to your podcast. Read it. I'm 100% going to listen oh, to your man, podcast. It's I, great. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh mate, you should listen to, I mean, David Badil talking about the Jews. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Because what we found in it is scary. Is 95% of the conspiracy theories always come back to the Jews did it. Really? The Jews, it's always either the Jews or the Muslims. Sometimes the gays. Sometimes the gays do it. But what we find is that most conspiracy theories come back to, you know, blood libel or some fucking weird mad. You know, because we've been we've been looking at everything from like the Illuminati. To, so you know, but it is, but also genuinely stuff like why do women's clothes not have pockets? Why does it? Well, because you go back to it. Have you, you must have heard this before about the Coca Cola bottle, right? Marilyn yeah. Monroe. Exactly. So the shape oh, of the Coca Cola okay. bottle yeah. is sort of whatever the current image of beauty mm. is yeah. for woman's body. And it, you know, it was the same with, with pockets. What? It was about women just having the right cut of clothes rather than why would a woman? Is it need a pocket. Mm. There was like, it's really interesting. We, we looked what? at subversive literature around the time of the French Revolution 
that was literally saying, beware of women with pockets because (laughs) you don't know what they might be up to. That is nuts. It's amazing. But also this is what I mean is sometimes it's the sublime, sometimes it's the ridiculous. It's not all, you know, we started with an episode with Josh and Archie, which was like, was Avril Lavigne killed and replaced by a body double? Yeah, I heard this one. Yeah, Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Everything Avril Lavigne died. Yeah, she died and then she's replaced. But people by are like really into it. I love that. Show. And, it, and it's so cool because in a way, the story of that sums it up, which was it started on Brazilian Twitter. And the guy he posted the first week literally says in the first week, look, this is a joke, but mm. doesn't, then it doesn't this it. woman look like she's been replaced Avril Lavigne? And then it became a actual thing. I so love good. that. Dude, I'm going to go and listen to that. We also follow you on your Instagram. We can see your shows. Yeah, all at this, Jolly and, uh, this is how dyslexic I am. I thought my Instagram was Jolly and Rubes. I was like, cool. Surname's Rubenstein. It's actually Jolly and Rubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. J O L Y O N R U B S. And then my mate was like, oh, that's clever because you, you're trying to rub people up the wrong way. I was like, yep. No, that's. <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's, it. Fucking course, that's what I meant. Do you go check it out? All the stuff that you do is amazing, and um, oh, and there's so many other things sweet. we haven't spoken about today, which you do in terms of shows and all these other stuff that no one really. No, I'd love you to check out. There's a new show coming out, ITV2, award-winning. Don't hate the players. Returns for yeah. its for its fourth. This is your fourth show. Shar came up with. Yeah, it's great. Like, people just little don't white know Jewish guy loves hip hop. <laughs> you know, no, but listen, hip hop karaoke is the greatest thing in the world, and. You know, why not turn into a show? I freaking love that. People have done so well with it. London Hughes, yeah. off in Hollywood. It's amazing. Leisha, Maya, Jordan. But yeah, so that and the scripted stuff, that's coming later. We'll have a bit more of an announcement later in the year about a number of shows, hopefully. But yeah, don't hate the players. But the New Conspiracist, yeah, check it out. Newconspiracist.com or wherever you get We're going to leave the link below in the description. So go and check that out there. Great. Dude, I thank you so much for coming oh, on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, hey, everybody, we're going to see you next week for another episode. Until then, goodbye. Bye-bye. It's heavy at the minute. Yeah, it's heavy. Life's life's heavy. It's, it's hard a, to not let it consume. There's lots time. of things going on which are really heavy as well. Like, you know, cost of living is a real thing. People are going to have to make a choice. My cost of uh, the cost of my wedding in uh, no, but but the cost the of castle. living is. You know, people this winter are going to have to make a choice between eating or heating. Like they really are. That's literally what's going to happen. No, it's pretty you, fucking mental. It's it's crazy. But what but what it seems like to me, from an outsider's perspective, is that it's totally manipulated. It's not because there's a, a shortage or anything. It's like this is a, you know, the system is being manipulated to allow people to get richer. It just it's the whole thing smells very fishy to me. I just use a plug-in radiator. I have two of them. That's that's expensive. I, I, we'll see. That, that do you know how expensive those are i don't know really expensive better than a boiler no more expensive really yes oh shit well, using electric heating is expensive to be fair, my last bill was five grand so <laughs> <laughs> um i hope you enjoyed the podcast today don't forget that on wednesday we are back with our bonus episode and then the following week we have much more guests some really fun guests on the horizon so get ready for that please let us know any things that you want us to talk about on the podcast any stories anything at all please send us messages on our instagram at private podcast have a great day hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll see you next wednesday for our bonus episode goodbye